Yo, what up, what up, what up? Week six. Episode, episode six. six. It ain't week six. Episode six, late bloomers. Late bloomers. Why you the king? OGEs, follow me at E with E's <laughs> on Instagram. My favorite part of opening up. Well, follow us at the late bloomers yeah. on all social media. Subscribe to us. Episode six, Philly, Philly. We jumping straight into it, man. Bill Pill Cosby. Today they sentenced him. If sh- if you like me and you get your information via the shade room, make some make some real noise. <laughs> it's like no, but I I you know, it's a damn shame. And a lot of people is already like they better get Harvey Weinstein too. They better get uh, R- Ronaldo Geraldo Rivera too. Apparently, Bill Cosby is the first major figure to be booked under the Me Too movement era. As he should be, man. He wow. He been uh he been finessing yams that didn't even need to be finessed for over thirty years. Wow. A lot of conspiracy theorists out here. A lot of Hillman supporters. A lot of. Cosby Show supporter. I ain't one of the Cosby's. I ain't go to hell, man. Ooh. <laughs> so you're not feeling it. I, I mean, Bill Cosby is a strong figure in our city, strong figure of Philadelphia. Man, period. this is what Still I'm going to say. We're going to keep it all the way 100, you know man. Since this is the Philly Philly episode, man. Yeah. This is to, my man, my man, JB, Pudge, he uh he can't, he was like, yo, somebody asked me what it's, what it's like to live in Philly. And he said, I mean... To live to be from Philly is the same day that's Will Smith's birthday is the same day that, Will, that for the Bill intercept. Cosby got booked. For the intercept. Got Definitely got that jail. written right down. So yep. like that's a crazy yep. that's a crazy connection. Yep. And um this is also for me, like Bill Cosby he rep Temple high school wise, he reps Central High School. Central High School is a lot of people favorite high school in the city. Not I'm mine. Saying. Not mine neither, but you know what I'm saying? A lot of people say it's the best high school, and Bill Cosby will tell you that. But where do you think Bill Cosby graduated from high school? Northeast. Germantown. Oh, for the for the intercept, for sure. Germantown, and Germantown is closed down. Germantown not open no more, but Bill Cosby been repping right. Central for over 30 years. He's been, he been frauding Alleghenian niggas. He's been frauding Alleghenian as a doctor. Oh, he an honorary doctor. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm. He played one on TV. Life imitated art. Life imitated art. He was he was fraud and he was saying he went to Central. Yeah. That's corny to That's me. That's what's major for the late bloomers. Uh, I mean, this backdrop that you provide is exactly why the show is called Philly Philly this week. You know what I mean? Because Philly is a major cultural intercept for pop culture. And a lot of people don't realize that. But we being Philadelphians, we see how Philly influences the news lines you know, month after month, year after year. You know what I mean? So a day like today, a week like this week, you know, Bill Cosby's been a popular figure and all this bad shit been happening to him for a minute. But, you know, today, Philly is dominating the news ticker. So we're going to run down to you, you know, some of the Philly some of the Philly notables of this week. Uh, Bill Cosby being one of them. Will Smith being the other guy he's mentioned. He turned 50. Um, Ubik had an event for the Jordan Fives for the Grapes. Uh, they re they retro for Will Smith's birthday. They retro the uh, Air Jordan Five, the Grapes. But I just realized that they honored him 
fully for Will Smith, and they laceless. Wow. I didn't even pee. I was looking at everybody with them on, like, at right. the event and shit, and I'm like, damn, why didn't nobody decide to lace up their shit? And then I realized, like, when I looked at them again, that they actually sold them laceless. Like, there's no there's no lace holes in the sneaks that didn't come with laces. Like, the right. girls are just straight laceless. And I'm like, damn, that's kind of nutty. But nutty. when I look at the picture, it's a picture of Will Smith. They also made a t-shirt. It's a picture of Will Smith with Jeffrey, like one of the uh, first Fresh Prince pictures. And he got him. He got him like no laces, I guess. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So is it no laces was, or is it? I think his was no laces. His wasn't like made. He took the laces out. That was, you know, that was the, okay, okay, you know, okay. it was on some Fresh Prince shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Another Precursor, but a heavy indicator. Of but the Ubik event, man, that shit was corny, man. They uh, they they did some janky shit, man. I mean, I like the brand that what they tried to do, but the way they executed, it was fucked up. Like it wow. was probably about three. Then you probably held about three hundred people. It was probably about three thousand people out there. You know what I'm saying, I don't know. It was a block and a half long. Was a block and a half long. But there was on, but there was only letting people in the back door. Piss about this block in the head. T- typical you big shit letting niggas in through the back door. That's what everybody right. on the internet accused you big of doing this back door and shit. So they really had a party where they only let people in through the back door, and they had everybody waiting in line out front. But then they gave people who was waiting outside that didn't get into the party the opportunity to buy the sneaks. I mean. Eventually, the people I came with most of we all had chugged it because we had waited so long and we okay. never got in. Okay, so we chugged it. Me and uh, Pudge, we went to we went to Ishkabibbles, we grabbed the steaks. Funny name, serious steaks. How serious was it? It was, it was I would have rather gotten the gems. I didn't get a chicken cheese steak. Ishkabibbles okay. is better on the chicken cheese okay, steak. We, side, we know, you know that, saying? but they're not the originator for the record, right? But okay, cool. But yeah, I should have got a chicken cheese steak from Jim, I mean, from Ishkabibbles, but. You know, I just was, I wanted a gremlin. I didn't feel like, you know what I mean, Philly taco in my situation enough, and I just wanted a one-stop shop. But, um, yeah, they they did some janky shit. They didn't let people in. And then when people got hit, they, they, was, they was letting people in through the back door. They made everybody go back around front. They was like, yo, we're not letting you in through the back door. You got to go back around front, Blase. But that shit was nutty, though. We got in, though. It was crazy. We got in right after we walked in. Beans walked in. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I, I shook Beans' hand. I told Beans, yo, you a goat, my nigga. You know what oh, we got to get you on the late bloomers? <laughs> did, you tell, did you tell Beans that? I ain't telling that because, I mean, it was loud as shit. And Questlove was DJing. Questlove was DJing. And uh, Questlove was in his bag because, you know, usually Questlove. Wait, so you did get in the UB I did get in. Eventually. So I missed that part. So oh, where is back? You after first... we went to Ishkabibbles, we was just posted in the corner of uh, 3rd and South. And, um couple of niggas who was like, I don't know if they was influencers or if they was a party event or whatever. I think one of them was like a party event. And it was like, yo, first of all, they seen us when we were standing outside that joint, but they right. seen us when we was at the corner. Boy, right. John and shit. Right. And he was like, yo, come on, why don't you come to this Ubik event? Like, right. he ain't see us out there already. And we was like, all right, we just went in with them. And we got in. Right. But it was it was nutty because I seen mad people because we, we got out there on time, like on some one time shit because I was mad as shit. The last time this shit, this shit happened to me three times in Three three consecutive free events, the same shit happened. The first time that shit happened was Styles P, Heineken, Green Room. They okay. had that shit at the Voltage, Voltage Lounge. Right. Voltage Lounge probably hold like 300, 350 people. Shout out to Lil Giant Creative. You know what I'm saying? Like, it probably hold 350 people. Styles had 
3,000 people out there ready to, 1,000 people are ready same to situation. Same, same situation. Same situation. We got out there a little bit late. We missed the cutoff. You know, people cut the line. Right. And we missed the cutoff by like a few people and right. shit. And I mean, it was what it was. Like, right. Um, next time that shit happened, I went to a HBO roller skates and mixtapes event. And they, that drone was legit when we finally got in there. It was another right. situation when we finally got in there, but they stalled us out for so long. Niggas didn't even really want to go in there no more, but we finally got in there. It was giving out free roller skates. It was giving niggas roller skates. That was love. And it was open bar and it was open buffet. Like, mm. and it was no jankiness about it. The mm. bar was serious. Mm. The food was serious, and it was giving out roller skates, and it was letting you customize. So, be, so take me back to the Ubik event for the Will Smith drink. It was sponsored by Bel Air. It, I don't know if it was sponsored by. They Bel-Air. said it was sponsored by Bel Air. Well, Love Bel Air champagne. I didn't see it. You didn't see any. I didn't see any. That's Bel-Air. another angle, which is why he's calling the event janky. I didn't see any, but I got in there late. But I mean, I didn't see. It any. should be endless in the front at a Fresh Prince party. The sponsor that says sponsored by Luck Belair Champagne, it should it be up, endless champagne. It also said it was sponsored by Coco's Chicken and Waffles, and I didn't see any food in there, and I didn't see anybody with food in there the whole time I was in there. So, I mean, but like I said, they sold the sneaks, though. So, did you get a did you get an estimate of how many sneaks they sold at the event or no? I mean, they probably had at least 100 pairs. I mean, 100 they, pairs you know what I'm sold. Saying, at least. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't know what it was. I, I was I'm glad I, I started to hit you. I obviously got my D's mixed up again, man, running around trying to be dad of the year. Um I was gonna hit you for a five and a half uh amends and shoot you shoot you the cash when I pulled up on you, you know what I'm saying? But moving right along, you know. I did not stick around for the sneakers to drop, man. So you ain't grab a pair? Didn't grab a pair. I no. And then I re- then when I realized it was laceless, I definitely don't want them. Uh-huh. But shout out to Will Smith on his birthday. You know Happy birthday to the Fresh Prince. Uh, that nigga bungee jumped off a helicopter over wow. the Grand Canyon. And he made with, it. With his whole family in attendance to Charlie Mack and, and Alfonso Ribeiro. He really is Hancock in real life. Yeah, he he, he did some dope Our shit. superhero, our counterculture. Y'all take Bill Cosby. I will never get Will For Smith. For the intersect, I looked at his fresh cut and I was like, damn, damn, that's not a tell. That's not a tell, bait. That's not a Martell. That's not a fresh. It was, it, a was, fresh it, was it was fresh for him. It was a digital, but. Was it headline digital? <laughs> but it was not another fresh one. It wasn't another fresh one. Shout out to the barber, Martell Telly of Philadelphia Hair, Hair Company fame, also noted officially. As the first nigga to be permanently dying men's hair in the city, giving them sharp power boxes right with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's Beijing, fam. That ain't the tell, bait. Another fresh one. <laughs> moving, moving, moving right along. Uh, Meek Mill will receive Billboard's first annual Hip Hop Power Impact Award for 2018. Shout out to Meek Mill. Um... I don't know how you feel about these type of music industry awards and what relevance they have on the culture, but a strong one for another nigga that was facing the three to ten for the intersect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean a strong one. I mean, industry awards, they are what they are, man. Like Meek deserve whatever he could get. Like, uh I'm waiting for the music though. I want music from Meek Mill. The last time Meek got a Billboard Award, I think Drake got like ten of them the same day. So it just mm. wasn't it wasn't um a good look. The know? intersect of all intersects for Bill Cosby is that his uh 
His Thursday meal, lunch includes Jell-O. Damn. The irony continues. Yeah, and, and Saturday's menu has chocolate pudding. Yo, man, so look, man, in more Philly news, uh, I caught, I got a chance to... Go I haven't, I just... Go ahead, I you can run it down. I know, I hate, I don't want to really talk about Bill Cosby no more after this. is the last thing I'm going to say about it. Because first of all, I mean, well, you know the niggas' conspiracy theories. I hate the conspiracy theory shit. I wanted to bunk that shit real quick, too. But that's neither here. Thank nor you, because I don't know if you heard me, but I said I mentioned conspiracy theory. I, I know, right, I know, cool. I know. And niggas, Thank you. But um, the thing is, um, they said that Bill Cosby Quaylu Connect was a gynecologist. Wow, for the intersect. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You know what I mean? Like that that wow. was I don't know if that's confirmed. I just saw that on some That's that Twitter, Twitter. That's that that's but, that Twitter fuckery with but all that. That is some Twitter fuckery, like you know what I'm saying? That should have had you facts, thinking like this. But it's just but that's just funny. But what's not facts is that um like people be like, damn, they bringing these charges against Bill because he was trying to buy NBC. First of all, the NBC rumor was in ninety four. You know yeah, but you, who knows how many times he tried to buy it. But the I mean? real rumor with that originated was 94. I hear you. NBC, like, didn't Comcast buy NBC? Do Bill Cosby money equal Comcast? You don't know what Bill Cosby money equal. We I know what Bill, I don't know what Bill Cosby money equal, but I know that he is not getting $100 per household from over 2 million households but he a did, month. But he did for a certain period of time. Which, Not per household. I mean, he was getting what? viewers. He was getting checks from a company that got views, you know what I'm saying? but And they got advertising, but cable? He was never getting cable provider money. Like That's yeah, needed, though. He come from the era where he, he, he was getting it straight from the horse's mouth. He was getting that cash straight off the majors. All right. Why you think he even leveraged himself to be able to? to, to I just think I just I he just, was having some kind of bread to be able to leverage himself a meeting to try to buy the fucking network. Right? But I mean, Jay Z bought the Nets, right? No, he did not. We already talked about. Right. That. Well, Bill Cosby wasn't buying. No, that's different. It's he the went same. to no Jay Z Johnson bought no. the Dodgers. It's dip he bought it with a group though. Exactly. And that's, that's what, what Bill Cosby, Cosby would have to but do. Take, with Hove, but Hove, as we said, Hove done none of the above. Hove took one percent a residual in in right. eight, in six floor seats, right? And and told y'all niggas in bars that he owned the Nets, <laughs> like, and he did in theory. He owned the Nets to a nigga because he had two floor seats and club. Once again, on some Craig's uncle shit. What nigga you know even got one percent <laughs> right. of anything professional? Right. Right. I'm part owner of the Sixers. I got two leases. I got two seat licenses. You know what I mean? But I ain't no owner. Philly, 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 Philly. Philly. Philly, Philly. <laughs> Philly, Philly. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But yeah, man, that's it for Cosby, man. But back to Meek Mill. Back to Meek Mill. Go ahead, do your I'm thing. I'm looking for new music for Meek Mill. Meek Mill said he's dropping new music. He previewed some new views, some new music via hip hop since 1987 a day. Okay. And he didn't jump into the verses. The beat was strong when Meek got into the flow. The flow was typical Meek. So. If Meek, if, if this is really what you're feeling from Meek, you should be excited. Um, like I said, I feel like, you know, I'm always happy for new music from Meek, but like the switch up and flows, I be looking for sometimes. You know for sure. And he, I mean, from what I heard, it's just typical Meek flow. You know what I mean? But Meek is on point. Meek is definitely moving. 
He's moving with the times right now. Um, in more Philly news. The Flyers got a new mascot. The Flyers got a new mascot. His name Gritty. How do you feel about him? Let's talk He gritty. looked like the Philly fanatic, like a uh, white. Like a Muffet baby on shrooms. Right. He looked like a, he looked like the fanatic shroomed up cousin. Shroomed up cousin, right. Or methed out cousin. Methed out cousin. No, whatever. The Flyers whatever deep dive you want to get into with some hardcore shit, he's into that. You Bro, know I heard a boy. I was listening to some AM radio yesterday, and a boy commented on Gritty. He said, uh, yeah, man, I think he's a terrible idea. I think he's going to terrorize kids at games. I think it's a bad thing. He is a little scary looking, but Muppets was kind of scary looking too. And kids sure. love Muppets. We like love Cookie, the Muppets. Mon- Cookie Monster got googly eyes. Yes, Nobody sure. is scared of Cookie Nobody Monster. Nobody is scared of Cookie Monster. Yeah, I mean, no, like Oscar the Grouch lived in the trash can. He looked like he stinked. Nobody was scared of Oscar the Grouch. Like niggas fucked with the Grouch. Right. I mean, I did. Like Snuffle up against. You run, you running down the list. Another high. They all puppet. do. They all do look like gritty though. Gritty, <laughs> gritty is HD. Me gritty vibes. Like gritty yeah. is just. You know he what could saying? he could do a guest app on they on they shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. You just know he Sesame Street right not in Philly because they was all a little bit cleaner than gritty. Like right. gritty was a little bit. Yeah, right. I mean, he that's brought, a thorough name. I'm giving the Flyers major props for the name. I'm not mad at it. I just it, it's all about the kids, though. And I'm not a kid, so if a kid don't accept it, that's when the problem uh, ensues. As far as me as an adult, I have no problem with mascots. I don't really fuck with mascots anyway. So the last like, time the city got this close with the marketing of their mascot, mm, the Sixers, the Sixers missed me with a bunny named Hip Hop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, you know, Snow Bunnies love hip-hop. So, you know what I'm saying? I guess that's where they was going with it. They but the quit. Flyers is, the Flyers is, they 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 on they on bold new ground. They pushing the envelope in the city. When and AI first came in the league, yeah. he had bunnies. That's he had why bunnies. Hip-hop okay. was a rabbit. He was dunking on niggas, jumping, teabagging Marcus Candy. And speak, Philly, since Philly. Philly. Since, you, since you mentioned the teabagging, uh, pause. It was like a 18 year anniversary of the 2000 Olympics, though. Mm. Uh, like maybe like a couple weeks ago. That's, Vince jumped over the ball in 2004, though, right? No, that was 2000. Oh, he jumped over to Freddie Weiss in 2000. 2000. Shout out to Vince. Shout out to Vince. We just talking about this today. Um, was it 04? You might. Was yeah, it I think it was 04. It could have been 04. It could have been 04. Damn, I got to look, man. You like, you, you fucked me up. Like, but yeah. So 04, they won the bronze. They won the bronze. 04, they won the bronze, correct. Did Vince jump over him that year? Yeah. No, he, he Vince with the fro was on the bronze team. He he didn't win a gold. He right won up. a gold, but he was on the they, bronze team, too. Well, but that's not when he jumped over, niggas. What year did he jump over? Just got a fact check. Look, fact check. But yeah, keep it moving. Keep man. it moving. We're going to keep it NBA in that regard. We're gonna keep it Philly in the same on the same token. Kevin Hart um got a chance to catch him going at Stephen A. You know what I'm saying? That was funny as shit. He won at Stephen A. He said Stephen A was a dark cloud. It's thunderstorming right now, which is crazy. He said that Stephen A was the was the dark cloud over Philly, and which is which was why Philly wasn't winning. As long as and if you don't know. Philly, Philly episode. We're going to drop a lot of shit on you. Philly is a crazy place, man. Stephen A, before y'all it knew was the him. 2000 Olympics. 2000 Olympics. Freddie White drove 
uh, Vince Young over Frederick Wright. Yes. Okay. So 2004, they got the bronze. They, yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Cool. We already knew. I knew the medals, but right. I was just trying to verify the team because, like you said, but it's crazy because Vince had a baldy so long, and it's like, damn, Vince, you had a full hairline, and yeah, and, and, and he had to let niggas know. NGG did. He did the same thing. They got the matted froze, of course. Well, Stephen A., if y'all didn't know, before y'all seen him on first take arguing with Skip and with Max, and, oh, he was writing a beat here in Philly for about 17 years. And like I said, I'm laughing because that's you. Because Kev, Kev said that was some of the worst the worst uh, years in Philly that could have happened because of Stephen A. Smith. But he said, Stephen, you're negative. You're ne- exactly. Again, we went from white, white, blue to wear black jerseys. Exactly. Trying to bounce off of the negative cloud that you were putting on our city. Right. He was funny as shit. So, like, but Stephen A., that's what I wonder how it drew about. Because Stephen A., he immediately was like, oh, you mean when I cover AI and Vince right. dropping 50 on each other every other night in AI. That was a good series. That was a great series. And I was talking to my uncle last night, and me and my uncle was just reminiscing about how we won the game six when when Ray Al and AI was going at it in the finals. 2000 and 2001 is Vince Carter. Yeah, it is. It's, and, it's, that, and that's it's crazy. It's the Vince that you wanted to see. The he jumped over a nigga in the right. summer of 2000. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then he right. took that momentum into the season right. and gave out back-to-back 50 games or right. him and AI dueled it out in the playoffs back-to-back right. 50 games and then he graduated from North Carolina. So that was his, it was still his peak right. momentum, but niggas was right. like, yo, you went to yeah, graduation, like it was like either the same day or the day before game seven. Right. And you knew he wasn't gonna be fully committed to that game doing shit like that. You know right. what I'm saying? Like niggas right. immediately like it wasn't this it wasn't Twitter back then, so the scrutiny like Vince would have got cooked in twenty eighteen for doing some shit. I mean, I don't know, I feel like people would be more accepting, but it's also like Nigga, you got your diploma, dog. Like, that's all. I mean, I feel you walking down the aisle. You want your family to see you do that. Right. But I don't know. But You're he, Vince but, Carter. But he want to do that himself. What be, sometimes we... we I, yeah, some, he want to do that himself. Shaq, right. did it, Shaq did a lot of shit that I thought was sussy. Like what? Like, becoming a sheriff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sussy for in that regard for an NBA player. But knowing Shaq, I know from him dropping his albums and doing all that that He's just trying to fulfill his personal uh, wishes, like, and who he's trying Shaq to Shaq as like, a sheriff, I would appreciate cops more if it was 10,000 Shaqs. Shaq, I feel you more If that. it was 10,000 Shaq cops. That's a Shaq cop. Because Shaq cop, how, Shaq. how many, is Shaq going to use his pistol on you, or is he going to try to body you? Or is he just going to talk to you? Right. He's just going to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? So, but let's keep keeping it Kevin Hart. He's still keeping it NBA. Oh, yeah, um, that's the intersect for oh, the Kevin Hart Shaq oh, shit because I just seen a video they tried to play because it was a Cat, Hart, Kevin, Cat Williams, Kevin Hart beef. Yo, I saw that. Yeah, and it was a video they leaked. Uh, Cat said he never had to do the shit that Kev had to do to get that money. Right. And it was a, they dropped the footage from, uh, I guess it was from Real Husbands of Hollywood. It was Real Husbands of Hollywood, episode 10 or 11 of the first season. And right. Shaq was like, he was on the sheriff shit. And he was like, Kev, if you get if you get arrested, they gonna have you in the pen like this. And he was he was dry humping him in the, you know what I'm saying? Right. And that, you know what I'm saying? It's right. like it's fuckery. Right. Right. It's real fuckery. Um yo, more fuckery. And speaking of dry humping, no pun intended, 
Kevin Hart did the coldest balls episode with Meta World Peace. Wow. Wow. Right. So I don't be watching him, but he be having the guests that I would like to see in a good situation. He be be on some plausible fuckery, you know what I'm saying? But it be some good interviews. He do try to, he do get some good interviews out of it. So just to run down some gems from the coldest balls, uh, Kevin Hart, Ron Artest, uh, a.k.a. Meta World Peace interview. I still need me a Meta World Peace version, too. You do. Let me let me run it down to you. So Ron Artest changed his name to Meta World Peace after being introduced to Buddhism and following ten years of what he said was his most controversial part controversial part of his life in the NBA. So but the crazy shit is he said before he was about to change his name to Meta World Peace, he was about to segue with the name So Hood. Right. Wow. So anyway, but the first he said he had jitters about the Metal World Peace shit because he said his first NBA game with the name Metal World Peace, he was coming off the bench. And he was about to get subbed in. And he said it took him the longest time. He was scared to take his jersey off because his jersey said World Peace on the back. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he just didn't know how he felt about that. You know what I'm saying? So... And there was definitely a point in his life where you see he definitely just wanted to be Ron Artest again. Of course. You know what I mean? But And he just started going by. I mean, people didn't even call him Meta World Peace anyway. They, they so. still call him Ron Artest. Like, even right. Kevin Hart said, I'm going to call you what your mom call you. I'm going to call you Ron. I'm going to call you Ronald. You know what I'm saying? So, right. but going back to even him, 2004 was not was a good year for a lot of niggas in the league, especially him. He was playing at the MVP level. But he says that he was struggling emotionally off the court. So he filed his retirement papers with the NBA that year in 2004 for the intersect. The irony is after he did that, it was the same year he got into the famous brawl and he got suspended before he could retire. So he was going to quit anyway before he got into that brawl. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he got into the brawl, wound up getting suspended, and that wound up being his saving grace. Was coming back, coming back, and when exactly? Yeah, Ron Artest was the ball. He was work when he was on the Bulls. He had a part time job at Circuit City. Damn, (laughs) you talking about getting to it? Because I'm gonna tell you some other shit he did when he was on the Bulls. He he walked before a game and grabbed a bottle of Henny and brought it back to the locker room and drank the whole shit. Yeah, he took shots of Henny at halftime. He drank the whole shit. He said he drank a good majority of. He go. He said he threw definitely threw multiple shots back. Right. You know what I'm saying? So but I don't think that was a one. I think that that was a regular thing. I think niggas play ball on lick. There's got to be some niggas that do that because of the lifestyle they live. It's still not even the lifestyle though, but like lick make you loose and it make you more like alert and shit. It also makes you fucking dehydrated. So I can see niggas playing off the butt. Right, but not the lick, cause you will pass the fuck out. I mean, but you drink. Water, but there's some though. niggas that really can that really can do that. I don't know about maintaining. Um, the Meta World Peace shit was interesting. I always find him as an interesting character, just an interesting motherfucker in general. For sure, you know what I mean. Uh, he said that when he was in LA, him and Kobe are competitively mirror images of each other. You know what I'm saying? So. In where? In LA. Oh, uh, when he joined LA, he wasn't, he wanted, so the angle is when he left Indiana, Indiana wanted to keep him. 
he didn't want to stay in Indiana, got traded to Sacramento. You know what I'm saying? Right. From there, I believe he went to Houston. And then from Houston, he wound up on the Lakers. But he said once he finally got to the Lakers, his who he was, he felt like in the universe really opened up. You know what I'm saying? Right. He did say his favorite teammate, though, was not Kobe. Can you guess who he said his favorite teammate was? And this is for this is for JB, too. Shout out to my man, John Butler, um, ESPN Sports Contributor. Hello? You know what I mean? Hello? No, that's Sounds another one. Like shit? No, no, no. That's Kobe's favorite teammate. <laughs> that's Kobe. Kobe. Kobe's favorite teammate is Paul and Sasha. <laughs> well, fucking Ron Artest's favorite favorite teammate is Yao Ming. Oh, uh, I thought you meant off the Lakers. Though. No, just in his whole career. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, but about that night, it was he said he was a little intoxicated. You know what I'm saying? When he was down in the Henny, but he still completed game. He did say that was one of the worst games of his life. He had like five points. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, another you mentioned Shaq. Wow, it's really going down for the late bloomers right now. It's really a blessing out here. It's a it's a legendary night. It's kind of spooky. Bill Cosby is going in the bing tonight and it's a thunderstorm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's getting booked in. Um but speaking of Shaq, one of the more notable NBA rappers, Ron Artest dropped the he dropped the album. In 2006, what was the name? DJ OGE's. Ron Artest album? I don't know. My World. My World. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but the, the crazy thing was, Kev Hart told him to spit bars from it. He couldn't remember one line out of what he said was 20 tracks. Damn. <laughs> what does that mean? Does that mean It was that- all irrelevant shit. Attention is minimal, but I mean, I, I know a lot of people who rap. I know a lot of people who recite raps. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, not even rappers, just people who just fans of rap and recite it. Like, and it just it's just interesting because it's essentially they essentially poems. Mm-hmm. I mean, they longer poems, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can recite any poem if you wanted to. I guess that's what make, and I guess that's is that what separate the real from the fake for like the acting shit. You know what I'm saying? Because an actor who can recite Shakespeare, they can rap. You think so? I mean, that's what Hamilton is. That's like, what is, you. So you think Terrence Howard is that why he has so much success with hustle and flow? Because I think he can yeah. definitely read Shakespeare. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. He can read Shakespeare, man. Definitely. Definitely. Ter- Terrence Howard. Uh, hey, look here, man. His uh, his 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 written retention, his word retention is strong. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 
So keeping it L.A., keeping it NBA, keeping it Kevin Hart. Moving off of Kevin Hart, cold his balls, though, pause, but keeping it L.A. LeBron, the Lakers, they had their media day. Um, It's a lot of speculation going around this media day. This is one of the more notable media days. You know what I mean? What's the speculation? Well, fuck the speculation talk over. Nigga dig this. Mike Beasley is on the Lakers, Mike though. Beasley. Yo, JaVale Boogie. LeBron be giving niggas that look, though. He do. Mike Beasley, he Mike do. Beasley is essentially the, like, he a poor man's mellow. Ooh. You know what I mean? But he, but he gave you that same Did one you? and done type season. He gave you that you same s- type of magical college season, so, but it wasn't to the So did you see the up. picture of the second unit in the caption that LeBron put underneath? So the picture of the second unit. We got to make some noise for that for the most high. We got to run with the sounds for that. So the Mike Beasley, the Mike Beasley unit for this moment, we're going to call it, with Javel McGee, Ray John Rondo, uh, and Lance Stevenson. Um, LeBron, they captioned it and it said, name this group. And LeBron, he quoted underneath it. He named them mud. Right. Misunderstood. Underappreciated. Determined. I heard that was just for JaVale McGee. That was for everybody. That was for everybody in the the They said, name this, name this, name this rotation. Something, Mm. Something of that nature. But the speculation is more Philly, Philly. I am under the notion in one of my bold, bold predictions. Uh, your boy LeBron is about to take the asterisk GOAT status, and he might take the asterisk down for niggas when he brings Kobe Bryant out of retirement oh, and gets him his sixth chip. Oh you got it first here. Oh, the late boomer's bold prediction, Wyo the King. I spoke about it. I had this. I had, it came over me like a preacher. We were talking in the car. I moved the spirit. The basketball spirit moved me. <laughs> I said, if there's anybody that could do it. I wish I had the Kawhi laugh track. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even see you. I can't. <laughs> but cool coming out of retirement. It's funny, it's but it's like, it's definitely, you see it, but it's only the half season. He coming at the all-star break. Like he not He's coming, coming for the chip either way. And, and you're entertaining it. I'm entertaining it because I know it would not be this fourth season. It's got to be. There's a storyline behind it. A couple games before the all-star break or after the all-star break, he just come back short in season. Somebody has to go down for this to make sense. No, too. no, they Somebody don't. Lonzo never nobody plays, plays the two, season. but nobody plays the two. Only Kentavious Caldwell Pope. He has who, to get hurt then. But he struggled for a 19. He, Cole kick you that same 19 and still lock up the best, second best player on the team. And this is why it's drawing. Because at this point in Cole's career, when Cole tore his Achilles, he was still guarding Russell Westbrook full court. And that's a problem. I don't think Kobe is coming back. But I think I, he's coming back. But it would it would be interesting to see. It would it would you being a LeBron exactly fan? What you said though, exactly. It unifies the division. But after I got into all that of my own antics, I sat back and said to myself and my uncle on the phone, I said, "Yo, um, LeBron probably already fucked around and told Kobe, you might as well come back, nigga. Right? If you come back, we getting one." 
because Kobe can guard Clay by himself. No double teams for Clay in the corner. You got Lonzo and Rondo for motherfucking Steph, and you let everybody else figure it out. LeBron's going to guard KD. It's an even matchup. Draymond, what is Draymond going to go for 25 a night in the conference finals? Right. He's going to have to do it if he's going against Kobe, Lonzo, uh, motherfucking LeBron. Come on, man. He's going to have to do it. Right. So, like, my prediction is that we'll see Kobe. Like you said, we might not see him first half of the season. They might see how it goes, see if they really got a chance, let it pan out. Magic Johnson is with the move. Magic Johnson is a nigga Everybody who tried to come the, back. Everybody's with, with the move, but it's like it's kind of overkill. You don't need it's it. It's not all overkill. You, all you need it's is a, LeBron. It's, it, makes the, it makes the GOAT conversation juicier. And in my opinion, if Cole comes back and get this chip with LeBron, LeBron then jumps over Jordan, jumps over Kobe for he's only going to be getting his fifth. But him getting Kobe his sixth in that Ray Allen a la fashion of LeBron getting it's Ray Allen his fourth. Well, LeBron got three. He don't got four. No. Ooh. Damn. But still, people are already <laughs> calling him to go over Jordan still without that. And I mean, because he did different things. Like, but Kobe will get his sixth. Yeah, but Kobe get a six. It's so a, we'll give LeBron that. That's what I'm saying. We'll give it to him because he'll be the reason. Right. And Kobe will still average a dub, which y'all niggas will see with Kobe not being ball dominant and just shooting spot up jump shots, which he can do. Right. He can still shoot. And right. As long as he can still guard an NBA two guard, and none of these niggas, only four or five of these NBA two guards. But the four or five mixing. is who we got to see when it really matters. No, Brad Beasley, McCollum. Motherfucking, who's the other niggas? Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson, James Harden, bang bang. So he could do that that's though. That's your playoff trick. But he could do. He don't. But he's when he guards when he plays the Rockets. You just named three. But listen, the top three, three of the top four. But he's not when he guard. plays them niggas. He's not the only nigga that got to guard him, which is cool for him because he can still guard them niggas. Okay, I just James Harden's not fast. Cole's a disciplined defender. He's older, but he's cold. He's not out of shape. You know what I mean? It's I mean, tough. It's, it's tough digesting. It's not nothing, nothing for me to digest. I just don't think it's happening. But it would be it would be interesting. It would definitely solidify the NBA over the NFL, mm. like giving you those types of storylines. Story That's what it is. That for. type of storyline is Cole, crazy. Uh, if anybody could bring you the storyline, it would be a Philly. Philly Cole will make this happen. Cole will still today. Fresh off of the Eagles. And Cole, shit. you forget Cole's competitive spirit, which I told you he and Ron Artest shared. Cole wants to play against the Warriors. He wants his name in this batch of players. He's like Floyd. He's trying. Y'all niggas, y'all young niggas really think y'all nicer than me. Well, let me come do it for 200. Sneaking Cole off of the street is crazy. Like, it's, it's crazy. I, People I, won't respect it. Of course, people will respect. No it's Lakers associated and affiliated. It's Everybody's going to buy into it. It's super bought into. It's They're going to be the immediate NBA favorite team. Not the favorite, but it's the favorite team. Because no, they will favorite. be the underdogs. They will be the underdogs. No, they will be the favorites. LeBron and Kobe on the same team. But they still the underdog. LeBron is the definition I'm of fan favorite. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, right. I'm talking about favorite, favorite against the Warriors. Nah, like the, the Warriors, Warriors are the favorites the against the Warriors, nigga. Right. The, the Lakers, Warriors, the Lakers, the Lakers could be David. If the Warriors are David, it's David after he took down Goliath. That's and they what just I'm, never. No, I'm saying I'm sorry. The Lakers could be David. I mean, yeah. this season. That's where I'm going with it. 
I feel you. That's where I'm going with it. But KD getting a three P in, in Golden State and bouncing. But KD don't have to play against this year. Too, this year, look, KD has to play against Ingram, a nigga who has the same, and LeBron. So it's two potentially premier defenders on KD this year that can affect him. He's going to have to work for it this year. I like LeBron going to the Lakers for this reason because with this team, he really brings it out of the niggas. He, the young niggas is fucking with LeBron. And LeBron is a true fan. He's going to have it rolling. Right. This is a blessing. This is a crazy podcast. Um, Shout out to Bill Cosby, man. The only thing I got to say is I just vacuumed one of the rugs that was in your crib today, man. And I hope that you get out soon enough to vacuum your own or at least feel a touch of the own floor of your crib, my OG. You know what I mean? We, we talked about Jeff Owens a few weeks back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, Bill Cosby, man, I mean, you know, if he starts to train of the rest of these guys getting getting their just due, like uh, what's what's the guy's name? Matt Lauder, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Woody Allen. Ro- I mean, I think it's just Roman. Then, Roman Pope, at the end Pulaski. of the day, it was a culture, man. It was a culture that went on in Hollywood. I mean, it probably still goes on to a certain extent. But I mean, he's one of the people who got exposed in that culture. You know what I'm saying? Black people, when you do white shit, you're the one who gets caught up in the mix of that shit. It's just it's 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 a simple thing that happens every time. Like we talked about Michael Kendricks, like and his insider trading and shit. Like, I mean, right. it looked boneheaded and shit. But when black people do, uh, when black people do white crimes and shit, like we do what white people do, like the consequences be there for the black people. For right. white people, the consequences don't always be there. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, so I mean, just watch your body, man. Like, and just try to live a good life. Right. Hey man, <laughs> very those some wise words, Paul Blart. Those some wise words, OG. OGEs. We got a beautiful, beautiful Philly intersecting show today, man. Oh yeah, so so also uh Lil Wayne, uh what was that? Tuesday he made an announcement to announce his announcement. Right. Um so at, at five PM at five PM he announced the Carter Five was dropping on his birthday. Nice. His birthday is, you know what I'm saying, essentially today. This one is dropping Thursday. So nice. It's supposed to drop today, Thursday. Shout out to Lil Wayne for seeing it through, getting it done. Shout out to Gilly. <laughs> Shout out to Gilly for being ahead of his time and coming straight at Lil Wayne so that these niggas could come correct in what was their future. Because because Gilly was the first is nigga there, is to there call. Is there any question about Gilly the Kid in 2018 after the way Drake was exposed? Drake was exposed with full references. Right. Like, and Drake went unscathed. So it's like. No, it's no question. Nigga, niggas just will never know to the extent of how Gilly wrote for Wayne. But if you. I mean, I, I, I know how he wrote for Wayne. I know how he wrote for Wayne. The same way that Quentin Miller wrote for exactly. Drake. Exactly. Like, there's no, there's no confusion for me. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, we we can see it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Once he once he gave him four tracks, I mean, how many tracks do he got to give you at the end of the day for you to still afloat? My story for this is crazy. Um, 05 Summer, um, 
Uh, Gilly was on Temple's campus rolling around. He just got back. He just was fresh off his MTV coming at Wayne and Birdman for the kiss. Posted the joint that went viral. We walking along Montgomery past the Bagel Hut. I pass him. He passes me. We both stop. I said to Gilly, yo, I just start talking to him. And I say, yo, I take a brick out your house and sell a brick to your house. If you catch me without the burn, the burn me. I said, I know you wrote that. Right. That nigga started laughing. He started cracking up, yo. I promise you. And, and, and you know Gilly, right. silly nigga. And I, I said I said another bar to him. I forget which bar that was while he was walking away. And I said, I know you can't say nothing back then. I know my shit. I was like, I know you can't say nothing. But I know you wrote this shit. He threw his hands up and smiled. I saw him again at a North Shore party. I came late. I was fried. I'm trying to find my niggas. I'm walking through. I'm walking past the bar as soon as you come in North Shore. I feel a slight jab in the stomach. This is like some years later, a couple few years later. I turn around, look down. It's Gilly trying to dap me and give me a hug. Right. Gilly is a different type of bull. Right. He. We talked about quintessential Philly niggas. Gilly is a quintessential Philly rapper and Philly nigga. K.O.P. KOP for sure. Because he gives you the what the true thorough culture of a Philly neighborhood nigga really is. Gilly the you know kid is definitely like super high level quintessential Philly bulls, man. Right. Like I mean, much much respect to GDK, man. Much respect to him. It was, I was just about to ask, I don't even want to go down there. We can say this for another episode, but you know what I'm saying? What group was more successful, state prop or major figures? Wow. Money wise, money wise. I don't know, man. That's tough. It's tough. That's it's tough. not really tough because of Beans. Because Beans is an individual, and he has so much more success than right. any, anybody in the figures. Mm-hmm. Like, but the figures, I mean, they both. They, like, I mean, Spade got out when he came back. He still was. He still was solid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, but Spade Jones got chopped. You know what I mean, but it was a. Uh, and I mean, Ab Lava and GDK. Ab Lava, who's still ghostwriting strong. <laughs> Nobody pulled the Ab Lava card. Drake, you don't know to pull the Ab Lava card. Ooh. You didn't know to pull that wild card. Nobody called Pusha out on having Ab Lava signed to him for almost 10 years Hold and up. him never dropping a solo Jam. album. And the re-up hasn't dropped the album. And I don't, don't do know right how long. A nigga like me, shout out to Ab Lava. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it gully. I think, shout I think out to Ab, Ab Lava. Lava was for inspirational. Ooh, new guy flow, huh? Uh, but yeah, man. What Ooh. else? What else? You want? Oh yeah, so the Carter Five is coming. We going. We going. Uh, hear what that's You see about. what I do with them Philly intersects, though. I that's mean, a pivotal it, and crucial point. It, all Drake had to do was. Bring Ab Lava to the light like he did ARF when he used when he uses Deuces Wilder and just quoted pulled the ARF quote out the bag and everybody was like oh he finished me he finished him with the ARF on if he came through it Drake if Drake had some intel and he gave out some Ab Lava yes because that's what you gotta do because I heard Pusha and I quote him saying. That Ab Lava is the best rapper alive. Right. So why would he say that? Because he did some shit in the booth that was better than him. Like, I don't Real. Know. Wow. 
feel me, y'all? Yo, for the longest on the, uh, it's on freestyle from the best of beans, you know, I thought Ab Lava was Seagull Ooh. on that, Joe. I, we going back on y'all. <laughs> the is oh, first of all, it's on is my favorite DMX track. I don't know it's if it's because of that freestyle or just because of that track, but my favorite two DMX tracks is, is on and, um, the Joe with Cameron pull, pull it. Right. Those are my favorite, like, Super like X, DMX was the hottest rapper, yo, and I don't think niggas understand that. You got the perfect segues, man. Like, Boy, tell me why you think X was the, was the why he was. No, tell me, tell me your sentiments, man. I want to hear. It. When I was in seventh or eighth, it was seventh grade. DMX was the hottest rapper. It was either sixth or seventh grade. It was nine eight. Mm. You know what I'm saying nine mm. seven nine eight. In sixth grade, Eminem was the hottest rapper. My name no, is no, that was like my name that is, was like nine nine two thousand. That was that was eighth grade, right? Okay, I'm fucked up with it. Why but you going back to you? You gotta relax, nigga. You going back too far? I'm not going back you too far be because you remember up. it's dark I as do. hell is hot, and I you do. remember flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, blood, of my blood and they both came out in nine eight. They did. We he gave you fun. two number ones in the same year. In the same year, they both gave you one. He gave you the hard knock life he out did. here too. He did. And that joint went four times platinum. That joint was hard. It was definitely tough, but who was on it? Beans. DMX. DMX was on it. Beans was on. Beans was on Reservoir Dogs. Beans was on Money okay. Cash. Oh, who, well, he was on Money Cash. So Money Cash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I'm Philly, Philly. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'm but I'm that. saying DMX. Jay Z wasn't on X shit. Neither he one. He wasn't. He wasn't. Neither he wasn't. one. So what you trying to say? X was hotter than Jay-Z at that, at that point, point. You know what I'm saying? That like one year. That one year, yes. Yeah, but this is why you see Jay. But that's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing with Kobe, though. Like, remember, we were. It's we always were, somebody. I got to bring it back to Kobe for yeah, you. It's always you, somebody when Kobe was popping. It's always somebody with Kobe. Was, right. The whole for Kobe one was, season, but Kobe yeah. was always top three the every year. Most consistent top. Yeah, yeah. He was always top three. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can argue whatever you want. Top two. Arguably. Arguably, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he right. was always top. You know what I mean? Right. But it was seasons where it was somebody else. Like, like Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double back-to-back seasons. Cause right. Back-to-back seasons. And, like, the first time it was crazy. Yeah. He won MVP. And the second time it was, like, nobody yeah. even gave a fuck. Because it was a drawing triple-double, bro. It was drawing the first time. It was drawing right. the whole time. It hadn't been done, but it hadn't been done. But you wanted to see it so bad, you accepted his bad. Like it wasn't good. It wasn't good team basketball. You can't average a triple double in good team basketball. I don't know in today's NBA, maybe we think Oscar Robinson shit was good. Hell yeah, because he won chips doing it. I don't know that he won the chip that year. He won chips doing it with that chip. He won two chips. He won two chips? Yes, he did. You bugging. He won two chips with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. During that era of him doing that, and Russell Westbrook is just doing that and losing games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hear you. So his shit is drawing like the big O. They said he was flirting with a quadruple double. Man, you know what the NBA game was back then, though. So, like, if you could – it was light. Man, I can't judge it. Yes, know. you can judge it because you've seen it. You've seen Bob Cousy handles. 
Yeah, but they wasn't niggas had never seen his handles in that town. Exactly, and, and that's, that's the whole point, problem. though. And that's and, and that's what I'm saying. You know that handle was light. It wasn't light in the time that he was doing it. Exactly. The same. That's the same. My same argument for LL Cool J. You know what I'm saying, nah, bro. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Unfortunately, but it, without that, them, nobody would even know to switch their handles up. I'm just when saying. Game you up. know that shit was light, though. That's all, that's the only thing I be trying to say. Like you know. You know what light look like now because shit evolves. Shit don't stay the same. Like a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars in eighty six. When Bob Cousy was is way crazier than eight a hundred dollars in a hundred dollars is a dollar. Like niggas calling in the hood. And I'm saying, like a hundred dollars today is not equivalent to a hundred dollars. So Bob Cousy right handed, right handed speedy dribble. He got one little in and out move. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like that shit don't that shit don't rock the same, man. Right. Listen, Listen man. I'm trying to do some <laughs> extra shit. Let's put that joint. What's that? I got my incense. Oh, that shit. oh, never mind. But um, I'm gonna just have to hold this shit in my hand. Fuck it. But listen, Kobe on the Lakers. This year, sixth title. This year, LeBron James helps him get there. Drop Space Jam next year. He's the GOAT. Sneaker talk. MB about to be a free agent uh, in sneaker in sneaker in the sneaker world September 30th. He need to go ahead and sign with the swoosh. He right. need to just sign with Yo, Nike. Don't for, don't forget your points about uh DMX for the next half of this show, too. Because I got some special shit. Special what, What's this best bet you said that I, oh. I Oh, nigga, we can get right into it. What is we it? follow up from last episode. We, you know, I was heavy. I've been a heavy Lawrence boy. You bet me an eighth if Lawrence, Lawrence wouldn't be on back to back apps. And he was, I said he was going to be on. No, the next you said he was done. You said he was I done. Said he was, you, they showed we the preview. We can pull a tape. No, you can pull a they tape. They showed the preview. I said he's going to be on the next episode, and I think he's going to be out. But he is going to be on the rest of this season. No, like, so you said no. I, he wouldn't. We can pull a tape. No, I'm saying I said it looked like he's going to be on the rest of the season. But when I I said he was, they segue him into the next episode. You're saying that now. You said he's. I'm like, saying, you bet I me. didn't say that he wouldn't be on the next episode. I, know, I said he wouldn't be. I'm getting my shit together. You bet me that he wouldn't be on the rest of the season. Right. So I know I said that. I, I know, just took it as that he made another episode. I got hype. I I know I'm but no, I said I knew he was on the next episode because I saw the previews after that I watched was from that the first one though. No, it was a preview of him in the next episode. I knew he was on the next episode. So I was like, but I think he would be on the next episode and probably just they would wrap it up. But it do look like like you said, I'm conceited. Man, it I'm do conceited. look like you owe me an eighth. Right, you I can, that. Okay, okay, okay. Do you not hear me saying I'm you conceding? Okay, like I, I said that three I'm times. I'm just hype about the victory. <laughs> in the prediction. Like, damn, like this shit. I'm I sorry, feel like bro. Stephen A. on first take. You do. Stephen A. Don't be trying to give Max no love, and Max be cooking him. But like, I... <laughs> Max do be cooking. Him. He be drunk. I don't really like Max no more. I used to like him when he just did boxing. That's another thing. But Kevin Hart was funny as shit on that joint, and he made some really. Loose connections seem really coherent, and <laughs> it made me really believe everything he said about. Stephen I wouldn't that. even talk more about Stephen A. Hairline because seeing Stephen A. Hairline in person that would ruin Stephen A. career. He would get memed out, and he would lose value on ESPN. No, he wouldn't. Like, cause he talk about his own hairline. He said, "I seen <laughs> Dion got his shit back." <laughs> 
I'm, I've been calling him to see who he working with. That Damn. shit was the funniest shit. Damn. That was funnier than anything so Kevin Hart said. Stephen A. So Will Smith, Stephen A. Smith, who here? Who hairline is taking the hardest hit right now? Stephen A. For sure. Because, I mean, it's just it's consistent. His shit been consistent. Can you you who you think could bring that hairline back? Nobody can bring it back. LeBron no Barber probably could get a try at it. <laughs> LeBron hairline once the again this is, season. The thing is, Stephen A. Shot. Don't need like he just needed a number one or a zero, and Ooh. it would be chilling. Even all around, John. Yeah, like why is he wearing this baby fro? With, like, heads, with, like old... listen, no, listen. I just got. I feel you though, but a nigga when a nigga told me he said he sees uh, Stephen A. Smith and he can see his hairline from behind him, that's when you know. Yo, they got chill. That's when That's you know. That's when you know. Niggas is going too hard. <laughs> no. I'm a witness, hard. nigga. I, I sat behind Stephen A before on the first take episode. And <laughs> Stephen A wild, man. Stephen A wild world, man. The Philly Philly episode six. We happy to be here. It's the late bloomer. Subscribe to us. On social media, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes podcast on Spotify at the Late Bloomers T H A Late Bloomers. Uh, my man O G E's at Eating with Ease on Instagram. Um, right, right, right. Write your own. You know we got we always got shit going on. It's a beautiful episode. We gonna take a break. And we'll be back with the second half of the show. We ain't gonna keep that. <laughs> Moving right along, you know, getting into the you know the later half of our show, second portion, the late bloomers, Bio the King, my God for life, OGEs. Um, you know, I like to do my drink champs recap. You know, uh. This, ep- this last episode, most recent episode of Drink Champs, I call it Where is Ja? The Where is Ja episode. Drink Champs, Drink Champs, Nori and Effin had Ja Rule on the show. Um, it was definitely, they went all out for Ja Rule. They did a Drink Champs happy hour for Ja Rule. It was a director's cut for sure. What you mean? It just the layout of the show. Once again, you for you letting me know that you were an avid listener yeah, and not an avid viewer. Podcast, dog. So the set was nobody. different. So they switch up the pod where they okay. pod. They switch up the set, and then this one when they do the happy hour, they got you know they got the lights set up like a bar kind of like oh, a, okay. like a lounge type of feel. So they had Ja Rule in that situation, and um, so just a, just some sh- couple strong points uh, from the from the pod from the Drink Chance pod. Um, if you didn't know about Ja, Ja Rule was co-signed by Foxy Brown initially. Wow. He was at an event during the time of Ain't No Nigga Like The One I Got. No one can you bet. Right. And Hov and Foxy was performing. So one of their mutual friends would like link them up. They talk. They got a good friendship from it. Um, somewhere later on down the line, within the framework of maybe a year or so, um, Leor was trying to sign a group. Um, 
it was between the Cash Money Click and another group. I think it was between Lord Tariq for the Intersect, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns and the Cash Money Click, which was Ja Rule's first group that he was in. So Lior Foxy somehow was in by happenstance in in the building. Lior wound up asking Foxy, "Hey, what do you think of these groups?" She had just met Ja. So he's like, what do you think about these two groups? And when he mentioned the Cash Money clip, she said, oh, they're my niggas. They hot. You need to fuck with them. You know what I mean? No shade to Lord Tariq and Peter Guns, but that's what she said. So long story short, Lior flips that into he what he really wanted to do, which is sign Ja Rule. So Ja Rule gets signed from that. You know what I mean? So that's how he gets on. I mean, he, he was working with Irv Gotti the whole time prior to all this. Which is all interesting. And I know everybody's caught up on Ja Rule and people are like, oh, why the fuck this nigga talking about Ja Rule? But I fuck with Ja Rule. I never fucked with the 50 shade of Ja Rule ever. Because I really knew what Ja Rule was doing. You know what I mean? He right. was taking us where LL couldn't take us. You know what I mean? He was another nigga from Hollis Queens, from Jamaica Queens, that was carrying the torch that LL set out. You know what I'm saying? So Long story short, we talked about DMX. Ja Rule's DMX story from the show was that um, he and Nori were neighbors in New Jersey after they both was on in the game or whatever. So Ja Rule, one day, you know, Nori says, from Nori's vantage point, Ja Rule, they was neighbors for six months before Ja Rule ever said, what's up to Nori? Right. They wasn't cool. They was both on. They was just neighbors. Right. It wasn't cool yet. So one day, Ja Rule knocked on Nori's door and just in the doorway, he asked Nori, yo, man, you think I sound like DMX? And, <laughs> and Nori, Nori was like, no, I don't think you sound like DMX. And Ja Rule was relieved because he was like, I don't, tell, I don't think I sound like DMX either. We just both bring a lot of energy to the music, to the tracks. You know what I mean? But he had a complex from that, from that era, that era, that holla holla era, right. that era you mentioned where DMX was two number one albums, where that's the era where holla holla broke through. And this is the era where Ja Rule is asking Nori, did he sound like DMX? So I had to intersect you right there. Um, so Ja Rule from that point. Oh, meanwhile, let me let me plug Lil Wayne too, because you, you plugged the C5 earlier. They was drinking the Drink Champs Drink of Choices episode was the bamboo. Bamboo was the bamboo is Lil Wayne's new rum. Okay. And it's a crowd favorite. You know what I'm saying? Is it's it a, brown rum or is it a like it's a brown rum? rum. Okay. It's a brown rum. It's a dark spice rum. They said it had notes of cinnamon and vanilla. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So that's neither Can't here nor there. Spice rum. Exactly. Right. But the bamboo. Gotcha. Um Calico so, Jack. Calico Jack, exactly. Right. So yeah they was drinking that. So just some interesting points. Um, I didn't know about Ja Rule. The Fire Festival that was supposed to go down, and it was supposed to have Kanye. This was the most laid out marketing ever for a concert. It's supposed to be five, right? You remember that? You remember yeah, that? Fire Festival, the finesse. Right, the finesse. Super finesse. Super ja Rule Jackie. was a part of that. Nobody yeah, knew Ja Rule was a part of that until shit hit the fan. Right. According to Ja Rule. I ja feel like Rule, I didn't know he was a part of it until it went, until it went live. Until it went sour. Right. So, but Ja Rule said, 
it wound up being fucked up. But it was so you know, it was it was a great it was a great concept. So he didn't apologize for it being fucked up. He apologized for it not being executed. He Probably. finessed it the way that he saw it. He said that he should have been more hands-on because he realized in hindsight that this was completely his vision. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, like I didn't want to overwhelm y'all with the gyro shit. Did 50 cent fuck up gyro cash flow? Like did No. That's a great point. Ja Rule, ja Rule is all he's like he said, he still is doing very well in shows, right? Still on tour when he wants to be, right? Around the world, right? He He's definitely eating, nor like I said, like you, a lot of shit. Ja Rule said, don't think he lost though, like that's he that's don't. The, that's the one thing. And where, what he said was, he don't give a fuck. And he was like, he, he, he's like, I need to let the fans know something like this. He said, if y'all know 50. He don't give a fuck. He's I definitely don't give a fuck. He's I've been booked. I've been I didn't put my energy into this shit over the years. He said at this point he's 42. He got grown kids. He said he definitely don't get a give a fuck. He said them niggas is we he said me and 50 are two niggas from the same place who made it. He said at the end of the day, our shit was some real street shit that became rat beef. Right. You feel what I'm saying? He's like, but at the end of the day. I don't give a fuck about what he's doing, and I'm sure he don't give a fuck about what I'm doing. But Nori brought up the point because Nori was like, "So how did you feel when Fat Joe? Because Fat Joe was trying to get Ja Rule and Fifty on stage together at Summer Jam. So Ja Rule just was like, "Let me remind y'all one thing about me and Fifty. That was unnecessary for Fat Joe to even want us to do that because we were never friends ever." Right. He was like, so it was nothing for us to get back to with a be on because we were never friends. Right. He, I was he Jaru was like, I was really the young nigga coming up in the rap game, coming up in the hood that all the dope dealers was fucking with in the club buying bottles, and I was on my way to getting on. I was really that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's like 50 is 50. Y'all know his story. You know what I'm saying? He basically is like, other than what y'all know about us. We don't got nothing to do with each other except being from the same place. Right. You know what I'm saying? And having beef. So we don't need to be on a summer jam stage making up for the fans. But just know that we right. moved There's on. no makeup because they was never cool. Like, right. that's what the bottom line is. Right. Like, they was never rocking. Like, they was never. I mean, and it's never going to be that. Oh, like, I guess. Uh, for the, the gym, the gym, the <laughs> it's a lifetime thing. And, like, I mean, that's the. That's just what it is. But Ja Rule was giving me some gems. He wrote the Jones for J Lo. Yeah. He wrote I'm Real for he wrote those parts for J Lo the same. Of course. He said it was tension in the camp. But they said Asha- Ashanti wrote that shit. First, no, he said he wrote them. Well, Ashanti, Ashanti laid sung the first. Yeah, he had to string it out. He wrote it. Ashanti he wrote them, sung it. And, and J Lo just came it. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but he said they got both versions, and he said even Irv used pieces of the Shanti shit in right. there for sure. You know what I mean? You can hear it. So the hook is a Shanti. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. 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 Damn, I'm gonna put it on you, girl. Yeah. Damn, that's what's love. He got a lot of joints. So the angle is, Noi was trying to get him to fish on the Christina Milian shit. What? Yeah. And that he hit. 
You know, he's trying he's to trying insinuate low-key, but he was like, Christina he put it on like Ja Rule put her on, and Ja was like, let's just say it was early in her career. Right, you Nick, know what I'm saying? Jay-Z and Beyonce, Ooh. like, you know what I'm saying? Let's talk about that shit, dog. Like, let's talk about it, man. Like, like the Jay-Z B shit. We nah, not Jay-Z B shit. I'm oh. talking about, like, just, just uh, the young buck. The young buck scene, like you know, what I'm saying, what is, what is acceptable in 2018? In 2000, you could be. It was a lot of shit in Belly. Dmx was getting chewies from Vita. She said she was 16 in that movie. That's an angle. You know what I'm saying? That's a serious angle, my nigga. If that's true, what you're saying, what you mean? Is it true? Like it's in the movie. Dmx. She's 16. Tommy Buns. Tommy Wait, Buns. Was she 16 in the character of the in movie? In the character. Is she saying? Oh, but she wasn't 16. But that's still problematic, right? But it, same thing. Pineapple Express. That's your movie, Pineapple that's Express. Our movie. It is my movie. It's a too. late bloomer's favorite. It is a light late bloomer's uh, movie, but <laughs> don't put it his, on me. His, his shorty is a senior in high school. Who shorty? James Franco? No. Oh. Seth Rogen shorty is oh. a senior in high school. Couscous. The name's so nice. Oh. They, 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 <laughs> they this so twice. nice. They said it twice. He at the Peeps crib, right. fresh off of work. Right. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize. You know what I'm saying? Like I but, do remember that <laughs> she definitely was in high school at the angle she was more mature than him. Right. Right. But yeah, like it at 30 years old, you can't text an 18 year old person that's not like who's emancipated? That's not your free? family. Like that's not at your 18? At 30, 30 plus? 18? 18, you in contact? So you don't approve of the a whole fucking way, 18 year old Beyonce? Who got a young girl? Who got a young girl? Uh, still not quite 21. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm Where saying? Where did that bar from? That's from Young Girl, Pharrell and Jay Z. You know yeah. that track, nigga. Chill out, man. Don't act like you don't know that. Young yeah. girl? Young girl, <laughs> you taking it there? That's what I'm saying though. Like, but real shit though. Like, Ja Rule getting the claim to fame for Christina Milian because Christina Milian, she got she got industry work. Like, she got industry babies. Don't she got to uh, see you a little way? Yes. And speaking of, we're gonna jump right into that because did you get into the finding Nivea shit, my lady? I saw a little clip of that and it looked interesting, but it was like, it was damn, Nivea. Got ran through in the industry. Not really like, ran through, but if she, her, her niggas is them niggas. The Dream and Lil Wayne. She got kids by the Dream and Lil Wayne. Right. So she. That's get, a rundown, in my opinion. Nah, that's classy. Cause this bitch is getting ran down. Like the the super. I, I feel you. The super like not, Ja Rule brought up Superhead. Right. He, he tried to keep it. He did finesse somehow his answer over Superhead. Because he definitely caught some super head. Yeah, he said she does what she does, and, and, and that's what she feels like she needs Yo, to do. Super head be turning niggas out, though. Like, the nigga, the nigga Darius McCray. Damn. Family, family Matters. He was turned out off of super head. Like, um, the nigga from uh, Scandal. Uh, 
What's that nigga from Skin Dude got kicked off his skin? Columbus shirt? Damn, the white boy? No, he not white. Columbus shirt is a white boy. No, he not. <laughs> well, anyway, the bull got kicked off a scandal for being in his bag. He was turned out from Superhead too. Like if Superhead said she was when she was married to whoever she was married to, I think it was Columbus Short. But whoever she was rocking with, she used to leave for days to link up with Lil Wayne. Mm. Like Lil Wayne uh, industry stamps is crazy. Like, nah, but Nibby was giving it. Nibby was giving it up. Remember Gilly? Shout out to Gilly, Philly, Philly. Once again, you cried over Nibby, you nigga. Mm. Remember another Lil Wayne Gilly intersect. So that was that's what I'm saying. She wasn't really ran through. That was his girl. That was I mean, his life, right? But Nibby, she had a run. Another joint that if she could have maintained her physique and her mindset could be relevant in this area because her songs are the songs that now you don't want to see her doing. The biggest young joint letdown was Sierra Marie. Like, Sierra Marie was better than Rihanna when they first came out, yeah? For that one moment. Yeah, you know for saying? that one moment. And niggas, niggas can say whatever they want to say. What did I tell you at that but, time? I was putting Rihanna over Beyonce oh, in that time. Stop it. And you got to remember. That don't even matter to me because she wasn't better than Beyonce in that time. Dog. To me, like, she was. All right. And I, just give me, I said it back then. We used to argue Okay, okay. The end because. On the replay, first Rihanna. Of, first of all, Rihanna wasn't Bobby even did. in that weight class yet. She, she wasn't you. even. All right, to you. Because if, they, if that's the game you want to play, then I can tell you that Cassie was better than both of them in that time too. Then that's your opinion. That's but then, that, <laughs> but then I say your opinion is no. Yeah, Cassie, that's fine. Cassie was like Cassie and Anne Marie. Like it was that. <laughs> like they was like they had one song. That's what I'm saying. What did the song got to do with bad? I'm confused wasn't relevant enough to say they battered and oh what is better than Oh my gosh. Let's go with something else. I was just talking about Sierra Marie and Rihanna. I think they're about the same age. They, they came out around the same time. Right. And Sierra Marie and Rihanna. That's what Jay-Z was the president of Def Jam. He was texting 18-year-old Jones in this, at that time. You think Hov took down Rihanna? He took down either Rihanna or Tierra Marie. He had to hit one of them. I don't know. I, I don't really Rihanna. care. I think he hit both of them. You don't think he hit both? I do. Oh, you think he hit both? Why not? Tierra Marie's going to definitely let Hope take down and never see nothing. <sighs> but we all know who hit it first, though. Not Ray J. <laughs> Ray J did wind up hitting Tierra Marie from what we heard about. Which is why I be telling you why I fuck with love and hip hop because we would have never known that fun fact. Ah, a fact. You, Ray J don't want you to know he hit Sierra yes, Marie. He, he actually like her. He believe in her talents. Like, he don't want <laughs> he don't want to fuck with her. But when he was fucking with her, he was in this moment. He's like, damn, remember the John Sierra Marie? <laughs> I bagged that. Niggas was like, damn, you bagged that. It was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Because of all of these that affirmations. Shit is funny. That's yeah, I mean, funny though, man. But. Because of all of the aforementioned shit that we talking about. But like, <laughs> you know, Rihanna at this point, and like I said, like just speaking of the vixens, like like Ja really said that, you know, dealing with women 
you know, Ashanti, she was tight, but J-Lo was J-Lo at the time. You can't be tight. And it worked out, but Ashanti clearly wasn't hearing that because she felt like she was stronger than the diva that is J-Lo. Ashanti is so much better now than what she was back then, though, and that's crazy. She was she really was an innocent one, one of the innocent ones, though, or just an offbeat NY joint, a Long Island joint. You know what I mean? But I like Long Island joints, so. though. Okay. <laughs> you always you always <laughs> sneak some <laughs> I don't mean the extra I mean I don't mean like no shade to him. Like I don't you judge him in that way. Personal, it's like... not personal. It's a, I have it's not it's not personal. I I might have been a little angled up in that. <laughs> <laughs> but, Wait. like, I didn't want to jaw rule niggas to death. You know what I mean? But, like, you know, we had a, we talked about Akon the last episode. And you ja, haven't given me ja Rule, Hold on, but hold on. Ja Rule created a booking agent app. He's invested in technology now. You know what I'm saying? So now he has an app where though you could book artists like him and other artists from the industry. What's John Rule rate? Did, one you, did one. you research the uh, I didn't app? research his rate, but I'm pretty sure it's Husky internationally at least. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, the flight alone is, is that. Because like, Nori was like, what did Rule 3-6 three, three, do? Three, uh, three, gold. He was like, that joint did about two million. Right, I was gonna say that Norris, joint probably went double. Nori said, I gotta relax. <laughs> <laughs> he said, then what did what did Vinny Vinny Vici do? He's like, he's like, it, it probably did almost four, four right. exactly. Right. Nori said, Oh, I gotta relax. Right. What did NRA do though? Like NRA it was, was like it was flat, yeah. Yeah. It did a million. But like that's my shit. That's my you know I love re- I love recapping the Dream Channel. That's my shit. Relevant culture. But you gotta start actually watching. Nah, I'm good on watching niggas, just, man. You know I don't have like to watch. I I'd rather just listen. But it's like I get what the visuals are. But it's a podcast essentially. Right. So like I base it off of the sound. Excuse me. <laughs> this the ignorant side of this show. Niggas is bourbon smoking weed, drinking rose and tango ray. Yeah, I mean, uh, in my world, we were just talking about this follows and unfollows shit. I mean, you just talking about the, the the OG, the OG. Let me just have it out. OG Records, I fuck with them. Shout out to Old Head Vinny. Too short finally followed me the other day, so I peeped three days later. So short dog, the short dog, the pimp tape coming soon. Eleven six. We gonna plug him. We gonna do all of the above because we really fuck with him. But apparently, as my man OGE just put me on to, whoever is running his social media account isn't doing it for the love. They're doing it for the follow. So as soon as I follow them back, I go to check my shit and I'm looking, and the too short notification of him follow me has vanished and disappeared before I got a chance to screenshot it. And let the world know that the OG too short was following your boy Wyo the King and fucking with the music, interacting with the music. So you know what I mean? I told you we we talked briefly a couple episodes back about how people troll and they don't really interact with your shit. OGE say he don't really do 
the social media thing because motherfuckers don't interact properly. Yeah, niggas don't with interact no shit. more. Like niggas interact with what they want to interact with, and that's fine. But it's just like you know what I mean. Like I'm good on that. Like I'ma just I'ma just do me. Like and it is what it is. Like I'm not I'm not pressed for none of this shit. So it's cool. But when pressed in participation, uh, when the lines blur between that, like. What, you, I'm not pressed. I'm just participating. Like I said, I'm three days late. I wasn't like beasting, posting. The, oh shit! I feel like most people be like, "Oh shit! This person followed me. Let me screenshot it. Let me put my comments on it. Let me pick stitch it. Let me throw it right back up. Retweet." Right. That's not me. Right. Like I'm really using it for utility. I'm really like, damn, this thing is working. Next thing I know, vanishes in the thin air. I'm not following. Too sure it's not following me anymore. His partner still is, and his record label still is. But you know what I'm saying? Still, the short dog would have been my strongest follower. Outside of the short dog, my strongest followers on social media are Chuck D and MC Hammer <laughs> and the voice of Siri. <laughs> for the intersection. Those is your blue check mark followers. Mm-hmm. My mean- most. My most notable, the most notable blue Chuck D, the was Big Daddy Kane. Chuck, MC Hammer still followed me for sure. Oh, Daddy Kane unfollowed you, sir? I don't think he unfollowed, but I think he just said, I have the most interactions of any famous person with Daddy Kane. I don't think he ever followed me. Mm, okay. But I got like 10 interactions with him. Okay. And, and I dropped Daddy Kane for him. You know what I mean? So I, I caught some interactions off that, too. I'm talking about these interactions. I told you rappers keep their stat sheet. You had some Bob Covington. I don't know why I'm bringing this shit up because I want to face this portion on my Yuri. But you had some Bob Covington. I'm so tired of Bob Covington. We can jump into whatever else from this point. Are we going to get JV, the fast food culture? At the fast end, food man. culture is coming. I'm tired of Bob Covington. Is anybody else tired of Bob Covington? What are you tired of Bob Covington? I'm tired. Of, what did he do? He's shedding the, everything pre-season. He's the only nigga in the news headlines. He's the worst nigga on the sector. He's the most unnoteworthy nigga with the strongest storylines. What's his storyline? Right what you I mean? mean? He is top. He got 50. NBA sleeves. He got no, Matt Barnes sleeves. There's no question that he's not a top. I mean that he a top fifty NBA player this season. So like, you know what I mean? NBA's not doing too good. Bob Covington is in the top 50. Bob Covington is top 50 all NBA. Like he first team all defense. He the only he the only he the, he the number one small forward defensively. Um you know what I mean? Like yo, so fast me- food culture this week. <laughs> fast food culture this week. I got it was crazy for me. I don't we don't like to be redundant, but we are about our brands and we do stick to the brand. We are about brand loyalty. So OGEs, this is his section, of course, in his segment, you know, we dreamt of this segment, you know what I'm saying? It's in light, it's in fruition. Let me just let you know that my past two weeks at McDonald's have been tumultuous, to say the least, my nigga. I, yesterday, <laughs> I'm saying big words that I don't, that I don't really mean to. He kept calling Max Matt, too. Kevin yeah, he Kevin did call me Matt. Matt. He kept calling me Matt. You people. Ain't nobody correct me the whole, the whole time. Matt. He did. He definitely was calling Max Kellerman. Matt. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like McDonald's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Bro, I tried to use the app. My, you know, the joint didn't let me use the app this morning. I was trying to use my three dollars off of ten. I had a twenty dollars. <laughs> this is the section that y'all love. This is the section that y'all really love. Yo, I had a, I had a, I had a husky order at McDonald's. The joint was so busy. She never. I had my money in my, you know, my coat on display in her face. She had another order already brewing in the headset for so long that by the time she asked me for the money, I just gave her the money, forgot to give her the code. Yeah. So the manager came back. I forget his name. He came back. He ran down on me. She said, so do you want the money back or do you want, what do you want to do? I said, of course, that was my intent. I want to use my, I want to get my credits. I want to use my, my points. Right. You know what I'm saying? So use my points. Like, so yeah, I want my three dollars because that was the point of it. Right. I need a BOGO. Right. I need a BOGO where I could get a BOGO. If you don't know a BOGO, buy one, get one. Let's there we get it. it. Let's get it. So like before that, prior to that, you know, shout out to my nigga Diddy, but not this is Diddy, this is Diddy Dickens of Oak Hill Mellow's teammate, Oak Hill Academy, Temple University. If I'm not, he folded on me. But I stopped by McDonald's out of bounds by his crib on the way to his crib. We supposed to link up. I order a two for five Big Mac. <laughs> and I order a double for life. Nigga, how can you work at McDonald's and fuck up the Big Mac? Oh, that's first of oh, all, the man. McDonald's was under construction. And shout out to McDonald's still pumping the drive through when they go under remodeling. When you under remodeling, the drive through is still rolling. But these Don't niggas, they got working at this one. They needed to just shut the shit shut it all the way down. Shut it all Nigga, the way I down. had one. I had I had two buns. I had what? What is it? Two all be patty. I had one all be patty. One a all bunch of special patty. sauce. Lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions. Six pickles on each joint. <laughs> extra special sauce, extra lettuce. I had. Did you order it like that? No. Oh, okay. I got a lukewarm half a Big Mac. I got one beef patty yo, on one three buns. One beef patty on, on Big three Mac buns. It's so out of bounds, yeah. Like it's so it's so out of pocket. It's so it's such a violation. It's it's. It's a definite problem, like. <laughs> Yo, I just kicked the bottle over so hard. I had to double check. But let me just let me just tell you, McDonald's, they can't lose for even in defeat. As I told my nigga, I got the a full refund of everything. I got a two for five. I left with eleven dollars. That's what I'm saying, though. I people don't talk about. It was free fry. Hold on, hold on, hold your no, point. No, but I want to say something. No, it was free fry Friday. Right. I told you it was free fry Friday. Okay. They reimbursed me for the fry. I got the fry for free. They paid me for it once they fucked the burgers up. That's what I'm so saying. So I got eleven dollars back after I went for a two for five. I don't know how that happened, but I doubled up. <laughs> In cash, but that's what I'm saying. Man. And I, I had fries. I was gonna even need the burger. Niggas have McDonald's success stories like that, but niggas don't promote them type of stories from McDonald's because they have so many bad experiences. It's like you have every trip to Chick Fil A is usually a good experience. So that time that you have a bad trip, it's like you don't even want to talk about it. But McDonald's, you so like it's already instilled in you that. You probably go have a fucked up experience at McDonald's. Right. So if you have a good time, right. people don't even 
really promote that. Like they don't even give you the good, but but you know that people have good experience. Because you saying their quality is so high, they always give you a quality occurrence or quality interaction at McDonald's. I'm saying that it's just it's just sheer supply and demand, and McDonald's is always there for you, regardless of how you feel. They always there for you, regardless of the experience. Well, they my there last for two you. weeks has has been crazy. I the, I told you last week. I walked. In, I stepped into a pissy Mickey's. Yeah, it was super pissy. It smelled like horse, fresh horse piss. Piss. You know what I'm saying? I just can't stress enough the difference between the white McDonald's and a black McDonald's French fries because the salt shaker is used at such a different level, like. Yo, McDonald's, shout out to that too. McDonald's as a as a friend as a corporation and all the franchisees. Yo, lately, McDonald's fries have not been salty to scale at all of the McDonald's I've been to. I just the, the grease has been lighter. Like, I highly disagree. Like, I don't know what hood level of McDonald's you're going to though. What's the hood is the hood is McDonald's I'll go to Broad and Diamond, Temple University campus, and they inside. They inside the borders, but they got an out of bounds feel. The hottest McDonald's I go to is Broad and Arch. Ooh, Broad and Arch. Ooh, that's a hood one. If y'all don't know, that's right by the motherfucking probation but it's, parole office. But it's also a high level McDonald's. I was thinking inside. about the one down Catherine and that joint. They pump them out. But like you said, it's next to the probation office, so right. it's a lot going on it's automatically. That's a lot going on. you right. Off the strip of that alone is right. Like, so the hood levels is definitely there, like, and that's it. Right. But it's also a downtown McDonald's, so they gotta perform at a level. Right. Um. I mean, I don't got nothing bad to say. I've been laying off. A t- I've been trying to lay off a Taco Bell, but I've been listening. If y'all niggas don't know, I the told you. Let's keep it the move is Wendy's. You told us the about the move. Wendy's. You told they, us to, to get the they giving you. They giving you a a dollar a dollar dollar purchase is getting you either a free half a salad for my healthy people, or is getting you a free classic single. And it's nothing that's beating that. Like, I mean, it's with any purchase, not even a dollar. So if you can find something on the menu for less than a dollar, are you, you can get a salad. Are you, you can get a salad for a dollar at Wendy's right now. Are you with an that. original, are you an original flavor frosty guy? Or a vanilla frosty? Or a vanilla frosty. I'm like a million percent chocolate frosty. You're a million percent chocolate frosty? Yes. Mom, I gotta call you back. How do you know I got my phone though? Okay, okay, I'll tell you right there. Yo, so, you know, my dude's called Big Y. That's Big Y. If y'all don't know, that's Big Y. <laughs> my dude's called Pick Up. She really is good at the block. So, anyway, yo, fast food culture for me, I've been falling back from Taco Bell, but Taco Bell, vegetarian fed, cage free eggs. On the breakfast menu, that's stronger than any breakfast option of any fast food. They chain. got cage-free eggs. Cage-free eggs since 2016. 
Cage free what though? What are they cage doing? Cage free eggs. Just like scramble or like or they or, scrambling it. Cage free scrambled. They, they got scrambled. cage free scrambled. They yeah. fluffy too. It's not the cart. It's not the cart. The cart blend at all. I love the eggs. You never seen them put it together though. You don't. I seen them put it together. Watch them take it apart. You never see them put together these eggs, these scrambles. I have. I get them on burritos. They put them in mini skillet bowl. They got the little mini. They got the Fiesta potato skillet bowls like Chick Fil A is giving you. They got the skillet bowls like Chick Fil A is giving you. Know, I was the they first way nigga, smaller. I was the first nigga to have Taco Bell breakfast, though. No, like, I was. I was. No, you wasn't. I, I had was. it before you out because I went to Cali. I had it in Cali. <laughs> oh, shit. I was. He's I know. Starting. I know. It was before it was a national rollout. He's just stunting right now. I know that they rolled it out first in Cali, and I I, I made the uh, made the, the trip. I made the voyage. He really starting in fast food culture right now. <laughs> he made the he letting y'all niggas know he was the first nigga to even try to try this in the how field. This is true. We are try in the field. <laughs> Succeed in this food fast food culture fast shit. Food shit. The two things is great. Listen. Yo, you starting right now. But yeah, man, you you're telling me right they cage free right now. Yeah. Burger King, wake up. Burger King, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Burger again, King is wheezing in the back. You wheezing in the back. You started off as Burger King. You forgot to stick to your core principle. McDonald's, they stick to their core principle. Chick-fil-A, they stick to their core principle. Taco Bell, like damn, y'all fuck with our flavor, our flavor packaging palette. We're gonna enhance this and give you a fresco menu. Burger King, <laughs> you're wheezing in the back. You're lost. Where's your identity? You gave up your chicken tenders. You have the worst chicken nuggets. Yo, Burger King do got the worst nuggets now. Bring yo. back like, the how chicken they, tenders. How did they let? How did they let that fade away? Like you had it when Wendy started going hard developing their chicken. And nuggets. Wendy's Jones ain't the best no more. Neither. And then Taco Bell skipped over the nugget, gave you bites and wings. Niggas don't want to talk about it. They got they, wings at Taco Bell? At Checkers. Oh, I right. said Checkers you skipped said over Bell, the chicken. Yeah. No, not the Checkers. So Checkers gave you yeah, bites. Checkers came through with the wings. Like, that was a bite. They give you yeah, the bites. <laughs> They taking the party lane. They took the munchie lane. They're like Taco Bell. Take a share. Yo, Let us share this this munchie checkers, lane. Checkers, checkers, slash rallies go hard, but yep. it's it's harder fast food places. They just more localized. Like they're more saturated. In the like cookout, cookout. Oh, You've been to cookout I've before. I've been to cookout before. Cookout. I had the burger. I had the tray. Right. They give you a tray. <laughs> I had the. I had the. I had to get decoded with my nigga. I had to, I had to synchronize with my nigga and where he was going. I've been to cookout down south. I've been to Bojangles. Right. When you go to cookout, ask for the tray, everything fresh. Yo, that, that, I feel like they give you baked beans with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the cookout tray is like $6 and it's giving you everything. My but drink dessert. I just, I just was listening to uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Logical Nonsense. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Joey Bada and uh, Filthy Philly. Shout out to and they, niggas. They said that uh, Wendy's, if you go into Wendy's, it's all about the faux, faux, faux. It's all oh, about the faux, faux, definitely. 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 That's what I'm saying. I'm not a four definitely. for four type of nigga, definitely. especially because I'm from Philly. I live in Philly. I, 
I'm going to Wendy's in Philly. The I'm not paying soda tax. I don't buy drinks. Long live Wendy's. No fast food. Long places, live Wendy's yeah. and long live, and I guess this is a formal RIP to the home style chicken. Because long before, <laughs> long before we ever dreamt of having a Chick fil A in the borders of Philly, the Wendy's chicken sandwich menu <laughs> was the go to. And if you cop the chicken sandwich on a date with a bitty, you was a high class nigga. Because <laughs> it is a $7. It was a seven dollar burger. You <laughs> it was no such in a certain era of fast food was really cruising. There was no such thing as a dollar menu. It was like Wendy's our, always had the ninety nine cent menu though. Like not, not always. Yes, always. Not, they had a ninety nine cent uh baked potato. No, they always had the ninety nine cent. The core they, they shit did. was strong. They did and right. I remember. <laughs> That's what made McDonald's. That's what made McDonald's hop in their dollar menu You're bag. Right. Because right. Wendy's ninety nine cent menu was so. You're crazy. absolutely right. And like Wendy's had to debt it. Like it was like we can't give y'all this shit for ninety nine cent. Menu. But that's what happened to Burger King. Wendy's debted it went hard in the chicken nugget lane, and the, and they started giving you chicken. They gave you chicken strips. Before that, they gave you two batches of chicken tenders of chicken nuggets. They gave you the originals. And they gave you their spicy, and Burger King dismissed their chicken tender, which gave them the niche and nuance in the game of the in the fast food nugget game. They held their own with the tenderloin. It was red meat. It was official. It was breast red meat. My nigga, they fell far off. Now they give you ten piece nuggets for a dollar fifty. A dollar forty nine. Yes. It, it's it's no, if it's you abysmal. can give me a ten for a dollar forty nine, I don't really want. Them. I don't want them. Cause what like, is this? How many times are you dropping fries? <laughs> are now you just wholesaling me chicken tenders? Is that what you went in for? Because McDonald's is still giving me a twenty piece. They that twenty piece is still a nickel. Yes, McDonald's. so the ten piece is two fifty. Three dollars on the eye. You know what I'm saying? So you giving me 10 of these joints for 14 cents a piece? That's out of pocket. Oh, you don't really want to get Burger King, you playing with it. Your dessert game is still semi-quality. Is it still all right? I don't think. Is, this, is the, her, the Sunday pie still the Hershey's? The Sunday pie is still Hershey's. Is it? It it's not the same blend. They got Cheetos. They got Cheetos. It's not the same blend, man. It's not the same. No. It's not the same recipe. They it's, it's a lighter. It's lighter, it man. That shit used to pie. be heavy. Yeah, it was a pie. <laughs> it was a real place of pie. In Burger King, you need to get in touch with your roots. Burger King, this fast Burger food. King is cutting corners. We talking to you this fast food culture segment. <laughs> Burger King, step it up, man. Do Burger- we need to find the king. Bring the king back. We need to just run through the menu. I think we're going to sit down. We're going to do a live. We're going to do a live taping at Burger, Burger King. King. At Otra, at Otra Valley, up in, up in, up in Langhorn, up in, uh, yeah, we're going to do it up there. All right. Up there, we they, can do it. They got a they got a lobby with Wi-Fi. It's crazy in there. And they probably, I mean, it is what it is, man. We got to start somewhere, but we're going to a Burger King because the letdown levels is too high from Burger King. Right. Um, as another high-level fast food place, I mean, it is what it is. Mission Barbecue. Have you ever been there? I've been seeing that name all week. It's right. been everywhere. I can't even tell you. It's been everywhere. It's been I've been to Mission Barbecue a few times. I, like, I mean, it's, 
it's it's a uh, fast you cue. Like, I mean, do you like Famous Dave's? I don't get into it. Famous, Famous Dave's, Dave's was good for for the for the. Famous Dave's is all right, but I mean, like, I feel like Mission Barbecue is more prevalent than Famous Dave's. Like, I feel like Famous Dave's is even a little bit more small batch than mission barbecue mm-hmm. so like it's like i mean it is what it is like i feel like you know it's for me barbecue is like how niggas feel about soul food i feel like i can make better barbecue it's gonna be better than me because i actually made it i sat there nah, put the time in yeah you know what i'm saying I feel you. like versus like the fast food chain of barbecue shit like and i mean it just is what it is. Have you had Dickie's Paws on South Street? No, where is that? What what in South? Uh, I never been there though. Six. Oh, I've been there, but when it was something else, I think. But no, you did. It, actually, I'm thinking of something. It was it was further up than six. It was like like tenth or something like that. Maybe, but Dickie's is just like <laughs> across the street from the pawn shop. <laughs> <laughs> the joint I'm talking about was like across the street from that Whole Foods. Or, yeah, that's yeah. further. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't even remember the name of it, but it wasn't memorable to remember it. But I know it's some. I know it's some other. But yeah, it's South Street is different. When the last time you ever like pulled up on South Street and just posted up on South Street? The other day. The other day, like on a weeknight, or it was yeah, just, it was like I was breezing through. I was there for. I wasn't there very very long. But long enough to catch the temperature of the day. I caught a, a little gem. This is what I'm saying. If niggas listen to the podcast, I really give out a lot of free game. And I just be like, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, but it's not for free. But at, milk, at Milk Boy, milk boy, milk boy just opened up across the street from uh, Gems on South Street. Nah, and, they've been open for a little bit. They've but, been open for a while. Well, I mean, they offer Gem Steaks. Wow. Now that is something, cause I feel like that dining spot, only though. That you was a cheesesteak spot, right? You can Once get a gem steak from Milk Boy, like you can get a delivered, joint delivered. You know what I'm saying? If you had the bar chilling, like if you see, like think about it, if you see the line out the door. Let me just go slide to Milk Boy, grab a beer, and order a steak. That joint probably come out here and here, eating with ease. Yeah, I mean, Philly, Philly edition. You heard it here, Milk Boy on 3rd and South, 4th <laughs> and South, excuse me, across from the Starbucks, across the street from Jim Steaks. You can get a Jim Steaks at Milk Boy if you dine in. Right. It's going to be fresh from the grill, apparently from across the street. Right. It's going to be fresh and still hot. Milk Boy is, is becoming quite the niche venue <laughs> in downtown proper philadelphia you know what i'm saying shout out to south street though like i remember this how crazy this is how old we are we went from a town that was trees on south street to a town that was no trees on south street down. and now it's trees again wow and i mean that's and that's why wow. that's how you know you old nigga. wow i didn't even you know realize I mean? it was shout out for my Matter of fact, I was down South Street the other day. You know who I saw down South Street the other day yeah. for the intersect? Shout out to Will Smith's 50th birthday. I saw his partner in crime, the one, the only, the Philly, Philly legend, Charlie 
first out the limo, Mac. Oh. You know what I mean? He was putting money in the meter for his Escalade. Mm -hmm. I was breezing through. I was coming up fifth. They shut down the they shut down the Johnny Rockets on fifth. It's about time I'm interested to see what that's gonna be. But they Charlie shut it down, Mac, they was done with it. They done with it. Charlie Mack, I gave him the two-two. He immediately looked up, saw who it was. He gave me the deuce back. I gave him the deuce. I kept it pushing. I didn't want to yell his name out. I didn't want to make it hot. Right. But for the intercept of all your cuts to the old heads and the Stephen A's and the Will Smiths, Charlie Mack is the guy who introduced my barber, the barber, your barber at one point. Right. Martell Telly Johnson. He introduced, Charlie Mack introduced Telly to Will Smith. Right. Will Smith for his wedding in 98, the year you keep talking about DMX. Right. Telly gave Will Smith the dye, the dye job that he used, the haircut that he used in Enemy of the State. My barber gave him it first for his wedding to Jada Pinkett. Mm. Now that is a gem and a little piece mm. of black culture for you guys. You know what I mean? For, <laughs> for our late mover listeners. Once again, Tell, you know, I'm going to the poppies now. I love Tell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> tell is the goat forever. You know what I mean? That's funny but, shit. You know, Will Smith, I just had to intersect you because I feel like Tell also put me on to Will Smith's digital hairline. <laughs> <laughs> Tell's theory is that Will Smith has a digital hairline. He tells the first person who also told me that Steve Harvey was wearing a toupee, and I didn't believe him for years until one day Steve Harvey went from a fro box to a baldy with no in-between right. cut. Right. Until said to me, I told you, nigga. I told you that was a toupee the whole time. Right. He also told me that the reason why he dyed Will Smith's hair for his wedding is because of back in 98, 20 years ago, when Will Smith was 30, he had a full head of grays that nobody ever peeped. And he taught Will Smith how to get rid of them. So shout out to Tell for prolonging Will Smith's aesthetic on the big screen right. and not getting fully compensated in the right way, but it's all good. And shout out to Charlie <laughs> Mack. Late Bloomers exclusives. I might end it on that note. We fully swag the fuck out on y'all niggas on the Philly Philly culture. You know what I mean? Fully. Fully. Thoroughly and truly, <clears throat> write your own Yo Yo the King. Eating with ease at Eating with ease on Instagram is OG Ease. You know what I mean? That's the late bloomers. This uh, this episode what? Episode six Philly Philly six 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 six, six. Philly Philly. You know what I mean? So you know we we just wanted to highlight motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Let you know what was up, like. The hood is still the hood, man. The hood is definitely still the hood. Philly is definitely still what it was. It's all good. And now we out the hood. hood. Now. Definitely. <laughs> Yo, y'all heard the gems of this show. Drake didn't fucking call out Pusha or have an ad live assigned as a ghostwriter. But it's going to take a nigga like me to do that. To intersect. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I was in the studio when Godflow was being made. The first guy flow. And I was on the line. I was around. And then the nigga named Pushing made new guy flow. But the first guy flow, 
was made by some young Philly guys. Shout out to Asad, the rapper. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we just give you more and more gems, more and more relevant culture. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys and to be here. I'm happy to just be being consistent with our audience. And thank you for supporting so far so good. We're coming with more and more shit. We're developing the show. We got some trees coming forward. You know what I mean? Still look out for some serious collaborations with some people from the city of the Illidale. I always wind down like this. You know, speaking of wind, I hate the wind down section of Insecure. You know what I mean? I never watch it. I, I just do you do you turn it off right there? No, I don't. I mean, when I feel like I screamed it, I don't. It don't have that. Like when you just, I just on demand it. Yo, bro, if you owe yo, you owe me that eight, bro. Oh, you can see it. All right, then, baby. That's I'm not sorry. Even an issue. Like, I just am so I high. Like I all, of this, all of this is but like now, B roll shit. Like, no, no. I just want like, I just want Lars to be in the rest of the season, and I want you to just acknowledge that he is gone. I I've been said that like. An you hour didn't and a half say you would think he would be on the rest of the season. I, 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 right. Okay, 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 okay. I've been conceded this bet. You keep, Friday. you keep flexing this I'm bet, about dog. Like, Look, too. man, like, I'm going to tell you now, like, if you're going to flex on me about this bet. I'm not flexing on you. Because this, yo, original mission for me, real quick, because I, I, I forgot my sports shit. you my sports guy. The the saudiest the saudiest and the corniest media day shots I saw today were of Mike Conley and Marcus Saul. That was their media day picture. The Grizzlies have nobody on their team. They only gave you shots of them. <laughs> Mike Conley and nobody and else was there. Nobody else that I saw. That's crazy. That I mean, somebody else had to be there. I don't know who else is on Mike their roster. Mike has the crisscross twist in his hair. If now. you told me that name three people on the Grizzlies, not including Mike Conley or uh, Mark Gasol, I couldn't do it. Can't do it. I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? But the boss, the Celtics, shout out to Kyrie. They had a hard body media day. It's the NBA is looking crazy. Expect Kobe Bryant. A Philly Philly legend to come capture the storyline before the second half of the season or after the second half of the season before All Star break. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm telling you, I don't know why. I met Kobe at KOP as a young boy. You know what I mean? This doesn't have anything to do with anything, but I do believe in the magic that is the mama. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he has an air about him, he has a competitive air about him. And LeBron. Is that nigga, as you've seen what he did with D Wade, he loves to throw the lobs at niggas. He loves to become, he's in LA because he knows who he really is at heart. And in his guy, he thinks he's Magic Johnson. This shit is some, this is this is what my man Pudge called DMX syndrome. You know what I'm saying? Like DMX syndrome, holding on to a nigga. Past this no, no, but Kobe still reliving this. Work out, I'm not reliving it. I hear you, but like you got, because you a Lakers fan. No, but I'm a Kobe fan too, and Kobe's still MJ asking his own way. And a lot of people in LA is Kobe fans too, but they they know they know that they gotta just concede. What the whole say? 
You gotta just believe in oh, the power the of LeBron. Said, you can't. This is a part of mysticism. You can't, you can't root for the powers of LeBron to revitalize LeBron Kobe the he bringing him back. LeBron like, is the puppet master of this. This is LeBron's league. What did we say? LeBron is making it his own league. It's his own league. It's his own league. So he's he got his own it. team. He, he hit Kobe on the test. He can't bring Kobe back. He can bring life. Kobe back. If there's anything that I think the King can do, and you never hear me refer to him as the King. Uh, if there's anything, <laughs> I don't believe as much in his game as y'all do. But if but the you genie, believe me, he could you would bring Kobe back. Yes, he talked D Wade into coming to Cleveland. I he did talk D Wade into coming to he Cleveland. D Wade ran right back. He said, "Nigga, I've been in Chicago and Cleveland. Nigga, I gotta go." He said, "My like, this really ain't my it. Home. This is not it, exactly." So, if it's anything that I believe that LeBron could do, LeBron can bring some people together. This Kobe already still Kobe was working out with the team last year before LeBron even got here. With LeBron here, with Kobe just being able to play the role of a two of a mediocre NBA two guard, Kobe Bryant. How old is Kobe being? He's forty. I don't know, man. He like, could do it. I think the years off. I think is it, it helped he's and so hurt it equally. So no, I don't know. It's he, a, it's he won twenty years card. straight with no years off, so this will That's be. That's what I'm saying. But he's so MJ esque that he he changed his number. He, he, he has to give me a comeback at least one. MJ gave me three comeback out of retirement. Cole has to give me at least this one. This is the ideal time. To this come, is but the forty. Like it's different. Cole MJ came back at forty. That's a frontier. So he Cole wanted to do it too. For Cole, he wanted to do it too. MJ came back at thirty eight. He came back at forty. So, listen, Cole wants to do it for number six. He, that's just another hurdle on MJ Barry that he's willing to break. You know what I'm saying? Or at least touch because he doesn't really break MJ Barry's. He just reminds you how good MJ Barry's was, and he makes them look. He just remixes them. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cole is the MJ remix. You know what I'm saying? Because he really doesn't surpass MJ. But man, he makes you realize how fucking good MJ was and how fucking great he is in his own right. But LeBron, the people's favorite, the era's legend, the guy who took it from Kobe and ran with it, it made Kobe that top three guy and not hands down that guy. Kobe, that's LeBron's doing. So LeBron's going to pay tithes. He's in LA. He's, I hear you. He got Lonzo. Hurt. You know what I'm saying? So it's a strong night. It's a blessed night. We all the late bloomers and we about this bitch. Yeah, yeah, hollers. Oh man. You hilarious so <laughs> I had to, uh, I had to, we had to come back in real quick because he's got me fucking in tears. I'm over here reminiscing. <laughs> we, we playing back there, you know, we just going over this shit. I guess this is our wine now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is our version this of is the, this is the yeah. after hours episode six. After hours, that's some new shit we introduced. This is a recap. <laughs> So he, he's, I'm sitting here saying, uh, what'd I say? 
You say I said you was on the island when you were shouting out Bill Cosby. Yeah, I, shouted, I shouted out Bill before we went off. And you, um, you said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I fuck with Bill. Fuck it, I'm shouting him out. Yeah. Every morning with a Cosby egg pen. Every morning. Every morning. <laughs> and I used to wonder, I used to think I had I had I got a I got a rock from Bill Cosby. Um Is it Coogee? Shout out to Miss Renee, huh? Is it Coogee? It has a Coogee style print <laughs> for the intersect. I'm sure Bill Cosby had a Coogee rug. It was like, a, I, I don't know if did. it was Coogee or not, but it's a it's a very eclectic style African. But I saw a picture of him in this fly ass. Yo, shout out to the Haddington District. Yo, get into Haddington District needs to get inspired by some vintage um late seventies, early eighties Cosby wear for sure. It when was, he was in his prom. He was in his bag. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Duh, he was man, in his bag. Like... Earlier, man, I almost wrote a song earlier called Cosby Rock, man, because I I seen the nigga who was promoting uh crewnecks. It says still beat. Damn. Like nigga, what new pussy is you getting with a crew neck that say you still beat? Like, Damn. <laughs> like you not getting new years with that. Like, Damn. So you know what I'm saying? Damn, like, I retired the A pan. Damn. For the intersect. The Cosby A pan is the, the still beat nigga. Yo, for the intersect, I got I threw the Bill Cosby A pan in the trash because somehow, some way. Um, I stayed next to a trap house, one of my last cribs. The egg pan had rat turds in it, mm. so I tossed it in it. I tossed it in the gutter for the intersect. Mm. So shout out to the Cosby rug. Shout out to Bill Cosby. And shout out to the Cosby egg pans got me got me through <laughs> many a breakfast burrito. You know what I mean? Feel me well. The late bloomers is not co-signing Bill Cosby, <laughs> dog. Like as a no, whole, OG the late is bloomers, I am the late bloomers podcast. In, in my head, Bill the Cosby, late bloomers podcast does not salute Bill Cosby. Heathcliff Huxtable is the real Uncle Phil, and let's just keep it a bean. He's Uncle Phil in industry reality TV real life. I'm saying, shout out to Carl Winslow. Shout out to Carl. Shout out to shout out to James Avery. Shout out to Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow was around. Shout out Chicago to wasn't losing three hundred a year, like six hundred a year, like this. Like wow, we was, was going there. We when really Urkel, when Urkel was the focal point in Chicago. He giving you that TGIF lineup, so the murder cappies was on ice. Philly was a part of that. Chicago was a part of that. When you was giving a we intersecting culture for you once again here on the Lee Bloomers, when they was giving you a Detroit with tool time, Detroit, what was the show? Home Improvement. The TGIF rundown was crazy. Boy Meets World, a Philly show, another Philly-based show, a pop culture classic, and we're going hard in the wind down. <laughs> We're going hard in the wind down the late blooms. We're giving you more Philly, Philly culture. They Boy was, Meets World. Was it set at, in Philly? 
Yeah, was it based off? It was based off of Philly story. It was at Chubby's for the intersect. They wow! Wow! Established in 1987, I think Chubby's was. Damn. Yep. Yo, man. And I heard Kevin Hart. Oh, what an intersect for you for speaking of Chubby's. The cheesesteak in Stella Artois errors and omissions is now eleven twenty-five. Eleven twenty-five. Like it was t- up to it was eight fifty the last time I went with OGEs. Damn. The first time we was really in our beer cheesesteak bag and we realized that maybe we should grab one of these and we did it. It was to the tune of eight dollars or something. That shit might have been ten years ago. That it was. was I'm just saying it was. It's on the smallboard, but it's been. So that ain't bad. They rolling right. with inflation. Right. They still giving you the same value of a the steak. Is what went up. The beer is still like the same price. OGE's got me ready to go check a Max's. A Max's cheesesteak. Oh. Not to be confused with Max's. Yeah, definitely don't confuse it. Yeah, legendary police on Temple Camp. Shout out to Robin. Yo, Lee Boomers, I just had to come back, tell you about the Cosby Egg Pan, Cosby Rub, Philly Philly, <laughs> episode six. Yeah, I mean, this is our climb down because we was we was we was up a few flights, so we won't call it our wind down. We'll call it our climb down. You know what I'm saying? See you next week for episode seven. Peace. We from P H I L A period P A period E they hearing it believe they fearing it but loving it though I hate the game fuck the thing but I'm loving it though you couldn't tell me in a million years in a thousand bars that I roam the reservoir with dogs. Show the world what true love was about. Drop adrenaline. Four or five cents. I showed them what a thug was about. I know you love flossing with X. Busting them checks. Getting tattoos. Paw prints on your chest. I ain't mad, baby. Get that cash. Make them hating bitches kiss your ass. Rough ride. Lift that shit. I'm going walk till I see how these fleas gonna feel. When I come through with the whip with the bees on the wheel. Burgundy thing. Cream gut. Cherry wood. Steering wheel. A bee surrounded by the wing on the hood. I know they like how they collide. He rolled with rock, you rough ride, but we Black Friday tied. How you think they gon' feel seeing us Grammy night? Let me tell you, a bunch of if, ands, and mics. Billboard charts, source ads, and mics. And if I say so myself, goddamn, we tight. Fuck being humble, ain't no other way to end this. We ain't open up the door, we knock that bitch up off the hinges. Nailed it tight and now we shine. Been new shit, it was about time.
switch from streets to beats, platinum lines. Used to struggle in the hood, just a Brody to Mike. Took the bank cause they ain't give it to us. Now we excite the biggest crowds and they screaming loud. Philly the shit, Rockefeller, rap, gorilla, blind, bombshell, bitch. I rough pride, taking mine, shit, you doing the same. Work hard, now the streets stay shouting our names. Fame is funny, get money, snakes in the grass. When the hostility shows, niggas face get smashed. But I stay grounded, brick house, stallion. My bitches keep me real while I make millions. Pile it on, we gon' have it all in a minute. Give it back to the hood and we gon' ball in a minute. Cause anything we want, we gon' have on our plate. Matter of time before we kill the babes, it was all faith and cats and stress. Gave it all, they expected less. Disrespect, take it back to the hood, protect your chest. Tried to break us, but we broke through. Got the job done, that's what's up, running shit. Now tell them where I am from. Feeling what I am from. Feeling, feeling. Feeling what I am from. Feeling, feeling. Feeling what I am from.